I was standing in line waiting to be accredited with my CTV Alpine broadcast team in Sarajevo in 1984. It can take a lot of time to be accredited because of the volume of people, and you see and watch a lot of athletes come and go. We were standing next to the athlete accreditation line, and a skier came in and was being accredited at the same time I was. After getting his accreditation, he said the following, Where do I pick up my downhill skis? The accreditors didn't understand, and he repeated the question this way, I am here to race in the Alpine events, and I have a giant solemn pair of skis and slalom skis, but I don't have downhill skis. Where do I get them? I realized from his uniform he was from Egypt and didn't own a pair of downhill skis. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And I hope that you will tell your friends and people you work with and relatives to go to their favorite podcast provider or junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate and review us, and become an 831-er. Somebody who makes a difference in somebody else's life that helps them live their best life because we inspired you through this podcast to live your best life. Well, it's 39 days to the 32nd Olympic Games in Tokyo and 70 days to the 16th Paralympic Games. And so I hope you will be watching. I hope you will watch our team, Canada's team, and their athletes perform. We see and hear less and less of these kinds of stories about athletes that just show up who didn't qualify to participate in the games. And so fewer and fewer competitors like this skier get to the games. More about him in a moment. Jamil El Reedy was born in Cairo, grew up in Plattsburgh, New York, and represented Egypt as their sole representative at the 14th Olympic Winter Games in Sarajevo, Yugoslavia. He attracted a lot of media attention, not only for not having downhill skis, but when it was reported that he had prepared by spending 40 days in a cave in the Egyptian desert. He finished 46th out of 101 in the slalom, but it was the downhill that gained him the most attention. For the next few days, to prepare you for the Olympics, I'm going to talk about the most important symbols of the Olympic Games so that you will be a little more knowledgeable when you watch the Games and the Paralympics this year. I'm going to ask you questions, and we will see if you pass the test. What is the most important symbol of the Games to the IOC? I lectured in Greece at the Olympic Academy, and this was said every time I was there at the Academy and listened to a lecture. I didn't know this before I became an Olympian, but it was what they said, and so I figure it's what they teach at the Academy. Have you written down your answer? If you haven't, Please write it down now, and if you want to, send it to me at jungle.gym at shaw.ca. And if you have the right answer, you will get a personal note from me. Well, the most important symbol is the athlete. Yes, the athlete. That's what they consider the most important part of the Olympic Games. Why? Because without them, there are no games. To the Greeks who started the ancient games before 776 BC, taking on the role of being an athlete contending for the prize meant igniting that small flame of the Olympics of desire to become an athlete worthy of the arena as a representative of your community, your family, and yourself. The Greeks would teach it in the following manner to those who would take up the title of becoming an athlete. We start out being a person, you. Who you are. 
Each of you brings the best, worst, natural abilities, natural gifts, talents, all in the same package at birth. You were born into the family that you were born into, and you bring honor and respect to that name. Therefore, never forget those you represent. As you grow and develop, you become a vital part of each community, and if chosen to compete, you represent them well. The ancient athletes were warriors and heroes of the community and were given six months at the Olympic gymnasium site to train for their competition, training daily, eating healthy under the watchful eye of a nutritionist and the crafting eye of the artist in the form of sculptors and painters. The artists were there and the crafters were there and the sculptors were there because if you won a gold medal, all of these could be made to tell your story. But most of all, a statue was raised in your honor with your family name, the community you represented, and your name, sport, and margin of victory on a plaque on the base of the statue. These statues you walked past after the games were over, not before. If you were caught cheating, statues were made the same size, the same way, and it was marred in the area on the body where you were caught cheating and your name, family name, and community name was also engraved. Then they said the following. They performed with disgrace. All athletes walked past these statues on their way into the stadium. It was the last thing you saw before you competed. The athletes were told they should light the Olympic flame in their hearts and turn the heat up of commitment in every workout. The test of becoming an athlete is whether your training and your preparation will be done first before everything else. Athletes in the original Greek meaning was the following. One who is trained or skilled in exercise, sports, or games requiring physical strength, agility, and stamina being able to contend for the prize. Greek coaches asked the athletes to work their training and preparation to a completed technos, or in English, the word technique, which means in the original, to work your craft to an art form. The best of the best of the best make it look effortless. Yes, it is an art form. Why? Because of the work they went into preparing them so we can enjoy all the preparation. You see, we see the work that is done because they make it look so easy. If you want to be that kind of an artist, you must work now so that fatigue, lack of strength, stamina doesn't get in the way of you performing effortlessly. You know if you are ready, being ready does not mean you know you are going to win, but rather you know you are prepared, giving yourself a chance to win. My quote for the day reveals the way you should think about whether you are ready to perform or not, or as the Greeks would say, are a real athlete. My quote, if called to the test before a jury of your peers and coaches as judges, would there be enough evidence to convict you of being an athlete? That's what it means to really be an athlete. Jamil El-Ridi was given downhill skis because I spoke to the Rossignol ski rep and told them his situation. They provided him with the equipment and he did his best. He trained and raced and in the first training run fell several times before he got to the bottom. 
He was the last racer down the slope on race day and garnered a lot of attention, the most of it being the president of the IOC, Juan Antonio Samaranch, waiting till Jamil El Ridi crossed the finish line a minute and 28 seconds behind Bill Johnson of the United States, who won the gold. They are both Olympians, but only one of them would have been considered an athlete. Few athletes have been taught the meaning of what it means to be an Olympic athlete, which is another whole item to think about. To be what you are working towards should be your understanding before you start. Whatever you want to become, you should really understand its definition so that you know what you're aiming for. Thank you for listening, and I hope the next time we meet, you will have grown. <laughs>